0: welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Fire Church, Karim Downs.
1: I've asked uh, this amazing team to uh, share with us tonight some of their powerful testimonies I felt from from God. Uh, They're really going to impart faith in the room for perhaps your own breakthrough, your own healing. And next year we felt strongly from the Lord to really focus more on missions than ever before and so I, I see God's already um, doing so much good things in this area of missions. We had one of our own interns, Matt Borley, went on his own missions trip on school holidays. He went on the missions trip. There is hunger for, for the missions field and uh, you know last night I was at a the 40th as, as they come up. I'm just filling in some time here. I, I met Pastor David Radcliffe. Who's heard of that man's name, David Radcliffe? led the missions uh, teams for many years and still does to an extent, a businessman uh, in the kingdom as well. We're going to be picking his brain uh, as we go for it next year. But here before us, we have Mike Hosking, Amber McNeil, Glenn Barnsley, Cheryl Ballette, got that right, Eli Polo, very good, and then also Richelli uh, Polo, Nigel Smith as well. I'm going to hand it over to these guys. And let's just uh, be ready to uh, receive. Amen.
2: Thank you, Pastor Alex. Good evening, everyone. It's uh, wonderful to be here tonight with you. And uh, I wanted to just say, it's great to be a Christian in Australia. Believe me, we have the freedom to move around the country and proclaim the gospel anywhere we plan and anywhere the Lord sends us, because this is a free country. And, and we just bless, you know, the Lord for that. Because when we fly these flags, when we're worshipping, you know, like the flag of Israel, the flag of Indigenous communities, Jesus is Lord over those places. He's Lord over Israel. He's Lord over Indigenous. He's Lord over Australia. He's Lord over the whole world. And one day, the whole world will sing praises to our God. Amen? Amen. So let me just start off saying that uh, we wanted to give a few testimonies as to what happened there with us on the uh, Alice Springs trip. We were there for 10 days with Pastor Katie Spakeman and her husband Daniel uh, up in Alice Springs. <coughs> Pastor Katie actually uh, was um, in Alice Springs itself, but they moved out to uh, an acreage place about 10 minutes out of town. So. When you go on a mission trip, it's good to get prepared. It's good to spend some time in prayer and fasting, to get yourself spiritually ready for whatever may come upon you or against you or for whoever you um, come against, the Lord will be there with you to protect you and also give you words of knowledge and power to actually um, push back on whatever's there, but also to give out His grace and love and care. So I was like that on the plane trip (laughs) I was geared up, ready to go. And so on the plane trip, and I sat next to a young lady who turned out to be the chiropractor for the New South Wales netball team. And as we were landing in Adelaide on the first leg of the trip, she was sniffling away and I said, what's wrong? She said, I've got, I said, have you got a cold? She said, no, I've got hay fever. So I just said, oh, hay fever. I said, um, can I pray for you? Straight up. And uh, she said, yeah, Okay. So, just as the plane had landed, I just put my hand on her shoulder and prayed for her. And then she said, I feel better already. And so, you know, straight away, God moves. He moves when you're in that level of faith that you acquire on a, another level, God takes you to when you're out on a mission trip. The second thing that I wanted to mention was that on the first Sunday uh, service in the morning, there's a lady. Uh, gave me Pastor Katie said let this lady give you her testimony I said okay so I can't mention her name but she was um, married and her husband was abusive he alcohol was a big problem and uh, one night he got so angry he hit her over the head uh, with something heavy like an iron bar and she just went to the ground almost dead and then he got his car and he ran over her with the car So the ambulance came, took her to hospital, and went into intensive care. And after a while, the doctor said, "No, she's gone. Turn off, you know, all the equipment." So they turned it off. They took her body out, put her in the body bag, and put her in the morgue. But the church was praying for her, and she had an encounter with Jesus in the body bag, and she came back. She came back. And she started wrestling inside the body bag and making a noise. <laughs> and the people there in the morgue chamber went, Oh, what's this? And they next thing opened up the door, and there she is, wrestling out with the body bag out of the body bag. And they, you know, they freaked out, you know, and screamed out of the of the morgue and then came back, realized this woman wasn't dead. Well, she was, but she'd come back to life. Jesus had raised her from the dead because the church was praying for her. So, <laughs> so what happened? She she gets dressed and walks out and walks down through the bush down to the creek bed where her mob, her family, were having their sad party. And she walks right into the middle of their sad party and they're all freaking out because she's come back from the dead. So that's an example of what God can do in these places. Um, Another thing was a funny story about Indigenous, and this is part of the fun of being on a mission trip, is that Pastor Katie on the acreage property are in the backyard... Um, one evening or one afternoon, late afternoon, and uh, with an indigenous woman, and um, suddenly this goanna walks across her backyard. So and Katie, w- who wouldn't hurt a fly, she goes, "Oh, it's a lizard! You know, it's a goanna." And the ad- indigenous woman picks up a rock and goes, "Whack!" and hits the goanna on the head and kills, knocks it out. And Katie said, "Oh, the poor lizard!" And the woman said, "This is my dinner." So, so. That's what you get when you, when you go there. You get a kaleidoscope of culture and, and amazing stories of people being open. The Indigenous people are open to the gospel. They're softly spoken, they're gentle, they're quiet, apart from alcohol, of course. And the women and the children are fully open to the gospel. And everyone we spoke to there on the street, they all accepted prayer from us. Everyone. Praise God. Okay, so that's all from me. (laughs) So um, I'll pass on to Amber and she can tell you
3: her stories. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for another incredible experience. Serving in the kingdom, the red centre, the heart of the country. Setting out in faith, a faith-filled journey with a wonderful team. Thank you, team. Um, being um, Being still and know that I'm God, this particular scripture has been in my heart for most of the year. My experience in Alex Springs brought this scripture to life for me. My eyes and ears were opened in total clarity. I was able to really be still in the presence of the Lord. Jesus opened my eyes to the magnificent creations all around me, the breathtaking sunsets with incredible colours, widespread throughout the sky, to all the beautiful native flowers, the picture-perfect Rocky Mountain views, to the dry riverbeds full of trees growing, knowing that someday they'll be full of water, and full of life again. To, the, to see the church full of faithful families all worshipping our good Lord. Seeing the children's churches bursting with joy each and every week. Seeing Jesus in all of this. So thank you, Jesus. Jesus opened my ears to be still, listen to the birds singing to each other, the Holy Spirit-filled worship and praise to our good Lord the prayers of all the faithful believers, the beautiful laughter of the children, hearing Jesus in all of this. I'm completely in awe of what Jesus has done in my life and to so many others. As I walk in faith, laying hands on people, praying in Jesus' name, whether it be for healing, peace, comfort for their family members, bringing forward the fruit of the Spirit into their lives, seeing the darkness flee from their faces as soon as you lay hands on them. Jesus works through you in such an incredible way to bring forward the pure love of Jesus to so many people who come, you come across. Massive thank you to Fire Church, Frank Clancy and the Living Hope Church, my team and the communities out in Alice Springs.
4: Yeah. Thank you. Well, I've got a few stories to share, testimonies from there. But First, I'd like to thank Mike... Mike Hoskins here for leading the team. What a great job he'd done, leading the team in uh, some hostile situations as well. But um, that's where the Lord wanted us to be. Um, Nigel, for all his uh, skills he brings to the team, as his trade skills. Eli, with his uh, wealth of knowledge for a young lad. And Rochelle, being a firecracker, that she is. And Sheryl and her daughter was just um, wild. They're wild. They're bold. They're Fearless. Fearless. And um, I'll share one story where we went out on the streets in Darwin Main Street, and it was a pretty hostile day. There's a lot of Indigenous on both sides of the street. There's only, like, a picture of it. Like, there's Coles on one side and Woolworths on the other side. They both got bottle shops, and it must have been payday or something, and there's probably 200, 100... 200 Indigenous on both sides, but it was real rowdy. It was just like, rah, 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 and they're yelling at each other and abuse going on. And So we walked down the street and just stood out in the middle of the street and declared peace, peace over the whole street, peace over Alice Springs. And um, we said, what can we do here? This is hostile. It was a little bit bit scary type thing because it's just unpredictable moment, there's craziness going on. So we moved in and after we let this prayer out, the Holy Spirit done his work and it's just like he swirled down the whole street and swept the whole street and um, we're all able to go out and just start laying hands on people and praying and in 10 minutes, the whole street just calmed, there was just quietness in the street. And we all caught up with each other because we're working one side of the road to the next. And we're just like, what? can you feel what's happened here? And everyone's just like, wow, the Lord just cleaned this whole street out and put peace over the whole street. And um, Cheryl's daughter, Sarah, she was just fearless going up the people, just like laying hands on them, casting out demons. That same day, we led people through the Sinner's Prayer and led them all to the Lord, and um, that was a miracle what um, God had done in that street that day. Um, I'd like to share that. Um, your voice. No, yeah, my voice is, gets a bit loud <laughs> sometimes, so I just preached over the street, which um, was was good enough for the Lord to hear and the demons to move on. Um, and another thing, personally for me, was. Um, Some of you might be aware but I took my young son, he's only five years of age and um, it was actually his second mission he's been on in the last few months and um, we're out for dinner on the second last night or the last night close to that and we're all out for dinner and he's sort of gone around the corner chatting to people like he does and um, I didn't know what he was doing. He kept coming back to me going, Dad, Dad, this lady in there, she knows Jesus. I said, how do you know she knows Jesus? He goes, because I told her Jesus loves her. And she said, yes, I know, I know. And um, anyway, this, this kept going on for 10 minutes during our meal and we're wondering what's going on. And it was so much so that well, um, this lady had to come around the corner of the restaurant, to, he come back saying she's got a Bible with her dad and um, she really loves Jesus. And I said, oh, well, you keep talking to her. And he brings her back around and the lady's like... <laughs> Oh, it comes in, there's a whole table of Pentecostals there all, all on fire for the Holy Spirit. And she's just like, well. And um, it turned out this lady, Pamela, her name was, she'd just flown in from America. Uh, and she just landed in Alice Springs. She hadn't had connected with a local church yet. And my son had led her to the local church and said, gave her a um, Pat Still Hope card and a Living Hope church card. And this lady's like, well, let's good. So he went home and unbeknownst to me, he prayed. He prayed with Cheryl. Um, that night, he was praying that this lady, Pamela, would come to church. And I just thought, as a, as a father, that really melted my heart to hear that story. And um, the Sunday morning, the look on his face when I said, look over here, son. And Pamela walked in and um, she stayed for the whole service and uh, I've since found out she's connected with the local church there. So what it shows is the Holy Spirit works for the kids as well. And um, there's no baby Holy Spirit. He just comes in and steps in. And then on the, um, we're at the airport leaving and my son, our flight was delayed by an hour and my son's walking around the airport. I said, sit down, son, sit down. And he's like, no, Dad, and he's handed out hope cards just to random people. And, and not only um, the hope cards but the Living Hope Church card so they connect to the local church. Um, it's really good. and as um, I'd just like to encourage everyone that if you've got it in your heart to go on missions, um... The Holy Spirit will work with the young ones as well. And there's a family time out there too. And every one of us on this mission, other than Mike, who's our grandfather to all of us and a father, but all of us had siblings. Um, Cheryl had a daughter and um, Rochelle had Eli. So it was a real uh, family mission as well. God worked really well with us all, uh, just doing miracles as Saviour every day but I'd like to encourage everyone that it's a family thing and we got to do another thing that was mad. It was great fun when we had a day off. We travelled 500 kilometres out to Uluru uh, as a team and a family team and uh, we took the big journey out to Uluru, which was absolutely amazing and I'm sure some of the other team members will will share more on what happened out at Uluru as well. Um, That's about all. I'll pass this on to um, Cheryl.
5: Um, I'm going to pick up on the, the junior Holy Spirit, because when we had our meeting here before we left, um, I said to everyone, like, oh, this is my first mission, you know, I've got L plates on, um, so just seeing how God, and for Sarah too, I mean, oh, kind of her first mission as well, but I'll get to the first. Story of um, where God worked through me because I hadn't prayed for healing before, before this trip. So I was a bit like, whoa, okay, I'm jumping in the deep end. And um, the first day we we went to the hospital, which is like healings. So I thought, oh, gosh, okay, jumping in the deep end here. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, so we were meant to be in pairs and somehow I... I lost my pair and and it was okay it was just me and the Lord I thought okay Lord I was praying in tongues I was praying just 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 here I am I don't I yeah just use me speak through me um so I met a beautiful mother and daughter um Lana and Esther um Esther was five It's yeah, special moment. It's, and again, it's just how God, you know, with with the so-called L plates on, just learning, thinking, uh, you know, I, can I do this? But, just God, there were so many things in that moment with my first way. God just used me to heal her daughter and and Lana. Um, so the, the hospital door. They'd just come out from seeing their specialist, and Esther, the daughter, had kidney failures. She had blood in her urine and was given a report, basically, that there was nothing the medical could do. Um, so, Lana, we sort of caught eyes, and, and I thought, OK, here we go, Lord, you know, let, let's come and pray. And, and I did. I went up and I said, you know... or started chatting and just loving on them, and... and yeah, I just asked Alana, can I pray for you? Can I pray? And she said she had a lot of pain in her body too. She's carrying a lot of stress and a lot of worry. And um, pray for her and that pain went. And then pray for Esther. <laughs> and yeah, so I pray for, because it's internal. I couldn't sort of really see. But she, she had tummy pain. She said her tummy pain went. And then... We gave her the church card as well because they were from an out community, a, a bit bit out of Alice, so weren't really associated with, with Katie and Dan, so we gave them the church card and um, a few days later she'd rung Katie and asked for Sarah and I to come back and, and pray for her and just be with her, so we we both went back and you've probably seen Sarah hugging Esther in there in one of those photos. Yeah. Um, a few hours later, she got the final results for her daughter, Esther, um, that her kidneys were, were perfect, yeah. they were healed. Praise God.
4: Praise God. <laughs>
5: so, in that, if, if anyone here thinks that, with the L-plates on learners, like, can I do this? The doubt, the, all of that, the fear... And I got a vision down there, which I'll share for um, everyone later as well, of... of um, yeah, God can, can if it's just a yes, like I just, full faith, yes, he, yes and amen, and he can use, he can use, use anyone, <laughs> he can use us all, so yeah, that was probably my, my big one, and one for Sarah, who's not here, she's at a wedding tonight, um, we all, I think Amber and Glenn were there as well, a, a an elderly woman in a wheelchair at the hospital again another day, um, her foot was like a balloon, her ankle, couldn't see the arch in her foot, um, so Sarah has put her hands on, and you'll probably yeah, see a photo. The um, went, didn't it? Yeah, so we're all all praying as a team, which was beautiful. It was beautiful to pray with with the team as well, and and right before our ours, you could see this the swelling go, and then you could oh. see the arch of her foot again, and just yeah. this right there happening in front of oh. us. So, yeah, God's amazing. Yeah, so that's probably true. I mean, I could talk for hours about <laughs> everything that happened, but it's just yeah, there's. Yeah, just a yes and an amen and God can use you, really can,
0: yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, When I was up
2: there, I met a boy named Michael and I asked him, why do you come to church? And he said, because to feel the love of God. And that showed me that, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, or what your background is, that you can feel the love of God wherever you are. Yeah. Even in the outback.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That's all right. What do you want to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, ha- I, hadn't, <laughs> I had thoughts of it. This photo here. I'll just quickly start my um, my time with this. I don't know if you can. Well, I'll tell you the story. So we all went to Uluru as a team, and it was an incredible journey. And on the way there, the Lord had asked me to read the book of Acts and speak in tongues. I was like, I get car sick. Lord, and He said, Don't worry about it. I've got it. And I literally it was like what three and a half hour drive. So that whole drive, I um, and this is the amazing thing about the Lord, right, when we spend quiet time with him, stillness. Um, I didn't feel sick once on this trip. And when we got to Uluru, I, I think I scared the team because I, I just felt an urgency to get off the bus. I just had to get off the bus in that moment. <laughs> and um, at the time, um, Glenn was driving and he pulled over and, and graciously let me out and they kept going. <laughs> and i I was just so. Pardon? I was just overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord, and um, I started walking. And I said, "If this is you, Lord, give me a sign, because because He knows me. I need a smack across the head with things. <laughs> and, no, literally. Um, and out of nowhere, this storm." started to come and there was rain and thunder and lightning and huge winds and he told me to stop and look around obviously everyone probably knows about what I'm like with photos and documenting my life but I had to take this photo because there's a um you can you can see in the cloud Jesus with his arm up and he's got a crown on his head and underneath all the horses yeah <laughs> so good. So that was at Uluru and he said to me in that moment, I'm going to give you new tongue. And I started to speak and words came out that I thought to myself, that sounds Indigenous. And when we went back to Alice Springs and I spoke to some of the elders, I asked them, um, I, I told them what had happened and repeated the words and their eyes were. Widened, and they said that is the language of the people at the base of Uluru, and the translation is "Come quickly, follow me." <laughs> so, so that is whole, the power of the Holy Spirit is amazing. Just and His presence there, the the expansion of time, the depth of um, intimacy with Him when you're away doing things like this is just incredible to be able to. Um, have that space with him and and we had time to walk as a family and pray and just had beautiful encounters before we started the day with this incredible team. And um, one of the other stories for me which blew my mind was um, uh, there was a... I was actually in awe of how it was so evident that God had gone before us wherever we went while we were on our trip. He had gone before us and prepared the hearts of people to receive us, because I had actually been told they're not very welcoming, they're, they're a bit hesitant and um, a bit, you know, cautious of people, but everywhere we went, they welcomed us with open arms, invited us to pray with them, and it was incredible to see what the Lord is doing there, that These incredible people are being raised up to lead their own churches, to lead their own people to the Lord. And they are so on fire for him that it inspired us to to do even more and seek more and love more. And it was just such a blessing. Um, And one more thing was um, there was... Uh, Nigel and I went to pray one day for a lady when the bus had arrived at um, one of the campsites and we went and prayed for her and she told us a horrendous story of what she had experienced the week before um, trying to protect her, um, her grandchild. And she, her arm was in a brace, and she asked for a prayer. And Nigel and I just stepped out in faith, knowing that not by might or by power, but by His Spirit, He would do it. So we just stepped out and prayed, and immediately she started to um, clench her fists and stretch out her fingers. And she said, "I haven't been able to do that all week. I thought that it was it was done." So thank you, Lord, for healing that lady. <laughs>
2: yeah.
6: Hard to follow that act, but um, I'm going to just start with... I, I had this feeling that I was going to Alice Springs and um, like Barno sometimes says we're only there really to heal and deliver. That's what, that's our job. And uh, I get there and uh, Richelli tells uh, Katie and Dan that her uh, husband's a plumber and if they've had some plumbing at their place that uh, you might be able to use my husband. And I thought, oh, that's great, that is, you know. 30, <laughs> 32 degrees... In the heat, you might have seen some of the photos up there of the trench. It was 30 metres long. We had to lay a sewer pipe in there. So that was the first couple of days, basically, (laughs) digging that trench, laying sewer pipe. And we had um, Eli, Barno and uh, Mike out there helping me. Uh, The girls were off sometimes praying with the people in the hospital and stuff as well. Um, So everybody had a job to do, but it seemed to be that the the job was getting bigger. They wanted en suite done which you saw the, the, the sheets. We had white, white colour bond sheets around the wall, a new shower base, um, the new out toilet out. and a new yeah. basin, which might... L- hot water. And hot water as well, yeah. Had to swap the hot water unit over so that it worked because the old one wasn't working. Uh, so the reason for all of that work was for a women's refuge. When there's a breakup in the family and the women aren't welcome in the community anymore, they have nowhere to live, uh, so this is the place for those women to actually stay in where they can be safe. They're outside the city limits, basically. They're in a building. Uh, they have hot water and showers, and they just have temporary accommodation. So uh, God somehow placed me in that position where I was going there to actually help out with some plumbing, and I had no idea that was the plan, but um, <laughs> that, that was the main bit of it. Um, and maybe in the photos up here you might have also seen uh, they had a big white, uh, like a black plastic tub, out on the lawn, and that was not like a beautiful bath that we have here with hot water in it. Uh, it was just a, a water tank. How what? Oh, it's a cattle feeder, actually, so Richelli tells me. So it's a plastic tub, and they fill it up while the service is going with cold water, and the Indigenous people just jump in there to get baptised. And uh, one of the biggest things for me was to be able to pray for Elijah after he'd been baptised. His dad's one of the leaders in uh, living... Uh, a community, but also in Living um, Hope Church. And um, when he came out of the tub, he was soaking wet, you might have seen a photo. He had a yellow shirt on, um, but he looked really like somber and and sort of like really down. Um, so as we prayed over him, he's just like his whole countenance changed, and his eyes were lifted up, and he started to feel like he had a purpose in life. So for me, it was. Um, uh, an absolute um, blessing, I suppose, to be able to pray over him, and uh, for me, that was really the whole um, the experience of going to Alice Springs. That would be the highlight of my trip. So,
2: so on the um, Sunday nights up there, the two Sundays, we had worship with at the Walpiri camp which was uh, under the stars, campfires, under the stars. uh, Indigenous people led the service. They led the worship, Indigenous music. They sang uh, the beautiful songs, and then the pastor gave the message. And uh, we all just loved that time. And I was just thinking of, um, at the time, Psalm 8, verse 4. When I behold the sun and the moon and the stars... ...and all those heavenly bodies. What is man that you think of him? Or the son of man that you care about him? And I think, wow, those stars, they're so beautiful... ...and they're up there for us to enjoy. And God put them all there. When you think about the number, it is unbelievable. Um, There's approximately 100 billion stars per constellation, per galaxy. 100 billion stars... And there's approximately 100 billion galaxies in the universe. So if you multiply 100 billion by 100 billion, it'll blow your mind because you cannot contain those numbers. But that's what God did for us to show his power and his love for us. And when he was making those stars, he was thinking of us. He was thinking of you because he knew you would exist one day. And he made them for you. And he knew he knows all the stars He has names for them, but he knew you and he knew your name too. And he came once, he came to earth for us. God's plan from the beginning, right from the beginning, was to bring Jesus to earth. The Son of God came and he went to the cross to die as a perfect spotless lamb, a perfect sacrifice for all mankind, for all of us to receive a full and a free salvation, to call us to himself, to call us as his son and his daughter, to come and be with him, to walk with him now in this life and in eternity. So that is the free gift of God that he made for us, a free gift that we cannot earn it It's not by our works that we do it, but the just shall walk by faith. Jesus said, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's you and I, my friends. He will draw all of us to him and die on our behalf for all of us so that we can be free from all the bad stuff, all the sin we've been involved in that will be washed away when we confess it and ask his forgiveness, he is righteous and good to forgive us so that we can be cleansed by the blood of Jesus on that cross. And that is the centre point of history. All of history from the beginning points to the cross, and all of the history from here and the future points back to the cross of Jesus. It is the centre point of history and the very centre point of Christianity, because that's where Jesus paid the price for all of us, amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm just making that invitation to you tonight, my friends, if any of you here tonight have never made that commitment to Jesus to be his son or daughter and to commit your life to him, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, we ask the Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Is there one here Is there someone here tonight who's not made that decision to give their life to Jesus, to give their life to God? Because he is calling you tonight. This is your night, my friends. This is your night, the night when he will call you to to himself to be walking with him as your son and daughter. Because he loves you, because of his great love for you, he shed his blood and paid everything. Jesus gave everything for us every one of us and all mankind so that our salvation is bought by him on the cross. So is anyone here who would like to just slip up your hand and say yes that's me or I want to come back to you Lord because I've strayed away and I've been half hearted and I've been lukewarm and I want to come back to you now. I see that hand, thank you. I see that hand, thank you, thank you. Lord Jesus, is there anyone else? Don't be afraid. See that hand. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. He's a good God. He loves you. He loves you. Nobody can describe the love of God. It is too deep, so deep. It's beyond description. And he calls you tonight. pray a prayer for you and pray it with me as we make that commitment to him. If you've made that commitment, I'd like you to come up to the front as a sign of your dedication and your decision tonight, and we'll pray with you. Lord, we just thank you. Pray this prayer with me, my friends. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us, for being my saviour, for paying the price for my sins, all the terrible things I've done. I confess them to you now, Lord, and I ask your forgiveness. And I thank you, Lord, that you are just and righteous to forgive us. Thank you, Lord, for washing me clean, and for making me a new person who can walk with you and stand before you clothed in the righteousness of Jesus and by his blood shed for me that day on Calvary. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to another online message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.